Welcome to the Digiday Podcast. I'm Kaylee Barber, media editor at Digiday. And I am Kamiko McCoy, senior marketing reporter here at Digiday. All right, Kamiko, this is your first interview for the Digiday Podcast. Um, I'm very excited to hear it because I think it's going to be a very interesting and quite frankly, a topic I am completely unfamiliar with, so I'm very eager for it. Your guest was Martin Ludvigsen, who is the Director of Creative Technology and AI at Goodby, Silverstein, and Partners. And you guys are talking about the Fediverse, right? And I'm guessing he's probably an expert in this area, but curious why you wanted to have him on, why you wanted to talk about the Fediverse in the first place. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Um, This all goes back to a a conversation that I was having with a social media specialist um, about kind of the fragmentation that we're seeing in the social media landscape and how agencies are expected to handle this on behalf of their brands. One thing that came up is this idea that, oh, the Fediverse is being joined by threads. And I said, you're throwing a lot of words at me that I don't understand. Let's run it back. And um, she kind of broke down um, this online space that kind of operates in the same way as emails, which yeah, from like an AOL server, I can talk to somebody from like a Gmail server and whatnot, but for social media, which a mind-blowing concept to me. And I started digging a little bit further into it. He He's a Fediverse evangelist, I think is what would be the best thing to call him because he understands it so well and brought it into a marketing and advertising perspective that really made sense, um, which is what kind of made him my my go-to for this conversation. Got it. Okay. So a f- like the Fediverse is kind of like a social media platform for all of the social media platforms to kind of like unite them? Or am I getting that completely wrong? You're on the right track. I would consider it like a universe of social media apps, but instead of them working in silos where, you know, what happens on Facebook stays on Facebook, um, you're able to kind of work across the social media platform. So if I post something, theoretically, if I post something on TikTok, you can comment on it from, I don't know, Reels or X, formerly Twitter, and things like that. But it kind of creates this this universe where all everybody can connect with one another, um, depending on you know which platforms decide to to join the space. Got it. Okay, I'm very curious to hear this conversation. I imagine that the platforms who have been very eager to keep users on their platform are probably going to be butting up against that concept. I am very excited to learn more about this. I'll let you guys get into it. Thank you, Kamiko. Hi, Martin. How are you today? I'm very good. Uh, How are you? I'm doing all right. I'm so excited to have you talk to us today. Um, I'm super excited about to talk about the Fediverse, um, especially from your perspective about the innovation that's happening in this space. I think not for nothing, our social landscape right now is pretty fragmented and advertisers are kind of waiting with bated breath on what's going to be next. Um, Threads recently promised to join the Fediverse. Um, and, you know, I'm talking a lot about the Fediverse. We don't actually even know what it is. Tell me, what is the Fediverse? <laughs> well, yeah, that's 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 a good place to start. Um, so I think let's let's try to look at the word itself. Fediverse um, is uh, is a it's called a portmanteau, right? Of uh, of the word federated and universe. Um, so since we live in the United States of America, we all know what federated means, right? But but in this case, it means that the universe is split up into smaller entities. 
Uh, and what that means just from a purely practical standpoint is that anyone can sort of set up their own server and run a part of the Fediverse and join the, the Fediverse through that. So that's the philosophy of, of, of what the Fediverse is. Then um, supporting that philosophy, we have technology. Specifically, we have a couple of different protocols, uh, so ways of communicating that that these different uh, entities in the Fediverse can use to communicate with each other. And there are a couple of them, but but there, there, there's one big one that, that seems to be leading the Fediverse platform wars right now. It's the one known as uh, ActivityPub. Um, and ActivityPub, uh, the first sort of big player to to uh, to implement activity pop was mastodon which is uh, still an important new platform in the in the fediverse and in the social landscape as you say but they have been sort of there's another really big player that that has joined, as you said, recently, uh, Activity Pop, or actually in, will in, intend to join the Fediverse under Activity Pop, and that is uh, threats from from Meta. Um, and actually, they have already made made good on 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 some of it. You are able to now authenticate your uh, threat profile through through Mastodon. So there is already some um, interoperability happening between the two, but they are not a full uh, Activity Platform yet. But as late as you know, last week Meta Connect took place. Uh, as part of Connect, some of the some of the leadership of Meta uh, gave some interviews uh, in a couple of different places. Mark Zuckerberg, obviously the the the, the leader, um, he was interviewed by Alex Heath at the Verse and said that that is fully their intention: uh, a for threats to be a full part of the Fediverse through Activity Pop and to reach a billion active users. So you know, those those two goals, at least in their ambition. Uh, can align. There's another important protocol in the Fediverse that, that we should be aware of, and that's the one that Blue Sky uses, the, the AT protocol. Um, and and that's that's a protocol that is a little bit more sophisticated than, than ActivityPub. It, it basically has more features and functionality. Um, and but it's also intended to be to be federated um, and 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 Th- that's that's an interesting one. Blue Sky is is obviously an interesting platform. I believe they are still invitation only, but I don't think it's that hard to get uh, an invitation these days. So 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 anyone can join there. But but uh, at least as far as Fediverse protocols go, those are those are the two major ones. Absolutely. I imagine some of our listeners may be still um, are maybe hearing some of these words for the first time. <laughs> they have some questions. The best way um, that I think I had you explain the Fediverse to me was via the email example. So run through that one more time um, and talk about how kind of make sense of that for us. Yeah, that's a that's a common example that that's used to explain the the, the Fediverse. As we all know, uh, we can email each other. So uh, I have a gspsf.com email through my uh, work here and I am able to email you even though you have a Digiday email and someone with an ancientaol.com email can email someone with a hotmail.com email and that's perfectly possible even even though those are separated services they are all connected through a series of again protocols Uh, in this case uh, email protocols the the most important one is is called uh, IMAP uh, IMAP and that's that's basically what, what makes it possible for 
for separate platforms to communicate with each other. Um, that's that's still only like one to one communication or one to many or many to many to many. Uh, so so it doesn't really support anything outside of email. But it's been around for a long time. It's 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 going strong. And um, as we know, it's also a platform or pro, it's protocols that a lot of that anyone really can can choose to be a part of and that is why we have spam <laughs> so might as well jump straight into the one of the one of the challenges there that when you have protocols that are completely open that does mean completely open so that means that emails will 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 start to flow in that you don't necessarily want and then it's up to the individual platforms on the email protocols to then figure out what to do about that because uh, part of the philosophy and technology of shared protocols is also that it's up to the individual platforms how to interpret this flow of information that goes from one platform to another. And that is another thing that email and the Fediverse has in common. I'm sure that everybody is listening with bated breath right now trying to figure out, okay, why does this matter to us as marketers and advertisers? The Fediverse is not new. So kind of give us the rundown on why why the Fediverse would matter to marketers and advertisers. Yeah, and that is that is a really good question, and it's. Uh, I want to start by saying that I don't have a shiny black and white answer to why you should join the Fediverse immediately, because it's not that simple, at least not yet. But let's start with some of the challenges that we've had with centralized social platforms recently, uh, and I can explain what those what those problems are. There's some disagreement about why about why these problems occur, what to do about them, whether they're even problems at all. But but let's just for 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 argument's sake assume that there's at least a share on shared understanding that a place like Twitter now X has some challenges, and Reddit I think is another uh, is another one that 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 we can that we can talk about as an example of of centralized platforms that uh, that have some challenges. So. Uh, Twitter is an example of a platform that has sort of been seen as the the the, the town hall for for the internet for a really long time, um, and has fueled a lot of amazing conversations uh, f- for a long time uh, ever since it came out. It's also, however, a platform that over the years has struggled with uh, speech that not everyone deems acceptable. Um, and that's that's obviously a big again philosophical discussion. What is free speech? What does a private what rights does a private company have to allow or disallow free speech? But what, what you, whatever your opinion is on that, I think it's fair to say that a lot of brands uh, have found Twitter to be not necessarily the safest place to have a presence um, in the past. And let's not just forget let's not forget about individual consumers uh, a lot of those have also felt like twitter wasn't a place for them because they felt that they were uh, being being targeted typically because of their identity there um and that i think a lot of people will will agree has has gotten even worse in 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 recent uh, recent time in the last year or so so the problem, uh, if you are a brand or an individual consumer, there is that okay, I'm I'm done with this. This this platform has become too toxic for me. I want to move on. You absolutely can move on, but when you do that, you lose all the value that you have built up on that platform over time. So if you're a brand with five hundred thousand or a million followers on on Twitter slash X, and you decide not to use the platform anymore. That audience is just gone. You can try to appeal to them to, to, hey, come join me on insert new social platform here. But a lot of them 
probably a lot of their existing audiences probably won't 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 acknowledge that and won't, won't follow them to a new platform. And it's the same thing for users. Uh, I don't have a million users uh, of followers on on Twitter. I'm I'm actually pretty pretty small on Twitter. But there's still the idea that well, if I move on, everything, all the conversations, all the people that I follow over here is actually something that has taken me time to sort of build up. If I move somewhere else, I have to start over, and that's really problematic. In a Fediverse platform, the audience no longer belongs to the individual platforms, at least that's the philosophy. So if we in the future have a platform on the Fediverse that suddenly decides to become a completely toxic place to be, brands and individual team uh, members of that platform can sort of just like decide to move to the next island in, in, in the Fediverse and not really lose out on anything because uh, their audiences uh, aren't locked into that centralized platform. The other, the other example that, that I think is, is, is very relevant to talk about is, is, is Reddit. Um, and Reddit is actually interesting in, in, in sort of a philosophical discussion because you can already say that, that, that Reddit shares some of the philosophies of, of the Fediverse. Um, it's, it's obviously it's a centralized platform. They do control their audience. They have complete power over what happens over there. But it's also a place that has these sub-communities or subreddits, as they call there, that sort of are spring up organically almost um, from, from time to time. Some of them go away, but some of them grow to have millions of individual followers. And even though there are uh, sort of high-level rules that apply to all of Reddit, each of these subreddits can define their own rules. They even have their own language, their own way of talking. Um, and, and that's something that exists only in, in, in that sub-community. So in, in a way, there, there's already a little bit of... of, of, of federation going on on Reddit, but Reddit is still a centralized platform. And they've had um, a, a, a controversy this year where they changed the rules about how third-party apps can can integrate with, with Reddit. That made a lot of users of Reddit, especially power users, really upset. Um, and a lot of them decided to leave. But again, leaving a centralized platform means losing, in this case, your karma, as, as they call their internet points. It also means losing access to everything that that that, that you did over there. Um, and the other thing that, 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 let's see if that turns into a controversy, but Reddit has recently announced that you can no longer opt out of, of a personalized advertising on, on Reddit. Um, Reddit, obviously, now all grown up, have to create revenue somehow um, and and that's I think I think that's fair uh, I think it's fair that 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 advertising is their main source of revenue but a lot of people are upset by that and they might want to make the decision to leave but they can't well if they leave they lose everything uh, that they've built up on reddit that would not be the case if reddit was a platform on the Fediverse you could sort of just move on I think it's fair to give a shout out to a platform like Lemmy, which was really created as a an alternative to Reddit, but powered by ActivityPub. So um, it's 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 trying to to build up the same vibe, uh, this grassroots vibe that 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 I think um, Reddit Reddit has. But now on, on, on ActivityPub, which means that you, as, as a member of that community, have complete control over your identity and you can stay there for as long as you want to. And if you want to leave, you can take your stuff and go somewhere else. That's actually really interesting. Um, and I'm curious because the, land, the landscape within social has exploded with all of these different opportunities and and 
and platforms um, that are emerging. And a handful of those platforms are emerging from voices that were uh, tapered down on places like Twitter or slash X, um, you know, because of disinformation, misinformation and speech speech and, and whatnot. Curious, kind of the sense that I'm getting here is in the Fediverse, would something like a, a gab or a truth social were to come on the scene? It wouldn't be, it would be that, advertisers would be able to simply pick up their audiences and go to a different island, as you say, within the Fediverse? Well, they could also choose not to join those platforms at all in the first place. Um, the individual platforms that exist in the Fediverse, at least through, activi through ActivityPub, they sort of make decisions on, say, Truth Social comes in as an outside player that wants to post on this social network over here, they can decide whether or not to, to, to allow that, to what degree they, they, they want to allow that uh, in, integration between the two. Um, so, so the first thing a brand can do is decide to, you know, not, not go there in the first place. And I actually, there's so much talk about what free speech is on the internet right now. We have some Supreme Court cases uh, coming up uh, and, and a lot of interpretations about it. I, I actually, from a philosophical standpoint, I actually think the Fediverse is a really great place for, for free speech to be, to exist as, as, you know, the First Amendment ideal that we have, because as a brand or as an individual user, you can, you sort of get to decide what you consider acceptable speech. Not free speech, but acceptable speech. What what are you willing to listen to, to engage with? And and you can move freely between platforms in the Fediverse that align with 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 what you what what you deem acceptable speech. I think it's important to say that free speech and acceptable speech are two very, very different terms. Um, you know, hate speech is also free speech, but a lot of people, most people most good people would, would consider that not acceptable and would not want to participate in, in a platform where that sort of flows freely. There are also people who do, and that is fully supported by the First Amendment. If, if, and if there is a user somewhere who wants to set up a server where all that stuff can flow freely, then they can do that, obviously, if they are able to do it without threatening anyone with, with violence. So we'll, we'll see how that goes. But at least the, it's the 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 principle of free speech can can be applied there and as a brand or user you can decide how much of that you 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 want to be exposed to as you sort of journey the fediverse that's another interesting point because i think over the last couple of years especially after 2020 there has been a uh, more of a calling upon brands and advertisers to kind of put their stake in the ground as to where they stand on political issues, social issues, climates, and things like that. And kind of to your point, the joining the Fediverse, you know, albeit it hasn't skyrocketed to, to meta or, um, you know, levels like that, which we'll get to that in a minute. Um, but it's interesting that there is more, I guess, um, what you're saying is control over the narrative and how you interact with people in that space. Um, and like I said, it just such a heightened um, calling upon these brands and advertisers to make sure that they're... Um, I guess, loud about what their sentiments are on political issues, climate issues, social justice issues, and things like that. And this would just be kind of like another, uh, you know, play on on play on that. Absolutely. Um, I, I think that's great. I, I, you know, as someone who works in, in, in advertising, I think it's, it's great that we have this expectations of brands that they... We, we expect them to participate in the society that they are a part of with, 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 with everything that comes with that. 
not having a point of view on all the issues that you just mentioned is also a point of view. And that, that that's something that, that's important to keep in mind <clears throat> as we follow this brand as fans of a brand that actually that actually exists um, it's up to us as individual consumers to decide if if we agree with with their stance on these individual issues and if we if we don't is this important enough for us is this disagreement between us and the brand important enough that we don't want to support them anymore and it's on twitter you know you can always unfollow a brand. I mean, you can really do that um, everywhere. That's that's something that you often see when when brands do take a stance on something. There are people commenting saying, I can't believe you have decided to get political, unfollow. That's that that's the thing. But now you can actually take that a, a step further and and go to a completely different neighborhood um, in, the, in the Fediverse where, where that brand isn't anymore. I get why that's also, um, that can feel risky to brands that if audiences in fact, can flow freely, that's, that's, that's a challenge uh, because say what you will about the major social platforms that we have, but especially platforms like Instagram and Facebook and TikTok, as a brand, at least you know that you do have access to really, really big audiences, uh, especially through, through, through paid advertising on those platforms. And you also know that they have sophisticated tools to be able to reach uh, the exact target audience that you're after through micro-targeting. Micro-targeting on things that that we as consumers might not even consider uh, relevant in, in our, how, how we're targeted. There's always this sentiment like, hey, I, you should speak to me on uh, because of my interests in certain things or because of the fact that I need a new car or because um, I'm shopping for a, a vacation in Europe or whatever it is. But in fact, we are actually being targeted on on things that, that we may or may not be, be aware of on, on, on these platforms. And those are sophisticated tools. I fully understand why brands will want to use those tools when they are available, because if they don't, someone else will, and they'll be able to target their audiences better than before. But that's a part of the landscape that that's also changing right now. Um, we a, a brand that you have to mention here is, is, is Apple that has made it a selling point, um, privacy of the individual consumer protecting their identity has become a selling point for this brand um, in how they're stopping uh, app tracking um, or at least making it optional, and 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 I haven't checked the latest stats, but it's probably still more than ninety percent of iPhone users who choose not to enable that. Um, they were also first in in removing third party cookies from the browsers that they support. So so some of the tools that have sort of powered the um, targeting lens, the tar- media targeting um, in the last couple of decades, are rapidly changing right now and, and going away. Um, and, and I think that in parallel to that, we, we see the Fediverse starting to emerge here, um, where platforms are built around communities and interests. And suddenly, we're back at, 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 at that, is, that is how we, uh, we as, as advertisers, once again, need to, to talk to our audiences, just like Way back in, in in the day, if you wanted to appeal to um, a certain segment of, of of the audience, you would buy an ad in Esquire magazine because of your assumptions about who read that magazine. Now you want to go to 
the Esquire platform in the Fediverse if you want to talk to that audience, knowing that the kind of people who come there are probably the ones that that, that you want to talk to. So instead of, of this uh, deeply invasive, unfortunately, micro-targeting that we've been used to, in the Fediverse, my expectation is that brands will now need to reach consumers through their belonging in a community. Which, as I've had conversations with social media experts, both paid and organic, um, the idea of community building has become a bigger emphasis as of late because of the changes with data privacy, you know, um, and also just how dedicated people are when they willingly join the community as opposed to being targeted and paid for. But in terms of the Fediverse, we've talked light years ahead of what <laughs> of, what's, have, um, yeah. of what could happen. Um, so I want to reel back in a little bit of um, today as far as um, Threads joining. You mentioned that they made good on some of those promises and things like that. But curious kind of what, why does it matter that Threads um, would make that move? I think it matters um, because now, in order to be the most successful platform in the Fediverse, you have to deliver the best service to your audience. Um, and, and I think in a free market, in a capitalist society, that's, again, we're going back to the roots here. Uh, you, are, you get to win the platform wars on the Fediverse, not because you have locked in your audience and your brands, but because you consistently deliver the best possible service. That's actually another thing that Mark Zuckerberg said said in the interview, that, that they, they believe that they have uh, the capabilities to build one of the best platforms, and that is how they their ambition of reaching 1 billion active users ca- can be accomplished. And, you know, they are, say what you will about them, they're pretty good at building social networks and have been for a really long time. So I think they have the the potential to 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 make good on on that promise. But that also means that in a world of competition and innovation, if someone else manages to come up with a platform in the Fediverse that offers a superior product to Threads, then they're they're going to have a, a a real chance of of actually being able to participate there. I think we saw. Um, in the centralized platform wars, uh, when they were playing out, we saw new social platforms emerging. And and I the first social platform that I well MySpace, good old MySpace. Um, that was that was the very first one, right? But but then um, I lived in Denmark at the time. Facebook came out, and that was that was one. And I joined Twitter around the same time, and and Instagram when it when it came out. But then you got to a point where like, oh god, another social platform. I I just can't like set up a new account on another social platform and have to rebuild my audience and everything from scratch and figure out how the hell their onboarding works. It's great that you actually have like a, your own identity that you can bring with you uh, from platform to platform. So the platforms actually get to compete on the merits of of, of, of the services that, that they offer, but also, you know, the community that, that, that participate there. So I think, I think it's great that, that threats are following that philosophy or at least have 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 stated the intention that they will. Um, they also, you could say, have a little bit of an unfair advantage. Well, I mean, is it really unfair? The fact is that they've built up a lot of users on Instagram over the years. So when you first joined Threads, it was really, really easy because you just used your Instagram profile to create a new one. Not I mean, no one else will be able to have have that kind of a head start as as they join the Fediverse. But the bigger the volume of user profiles that exist in the Fediverse at large, the more interesting it becomes for someone else to set up a platform there, including a brand. 
Um, I mentioned before, half jokingly, that that we have brands that have fans, and that that's that's a real thing. Not not all brands have fans. They might think they do, wish they do, but but some of them actually do. We have a couple of them them, them in the building that that are really dedicated and really engaged on on our social platforms. So we've often talked about, well, wouldn't it be great if we set up our own platform? for these brands that we know have such an engaged audience, but it always falls on the risk assessment of what if we build this thing? What if we what if we host this party and no one shows? That's that's basically the, the, the challenge that we have. And I get that from a brand perspective. This is a risky investment to make. But if there's already like a pool of Fediverse citizens out there that we can sort of tab into and offer them to come join our little community. I think brands actually have a have a decent chance of of doing that, and they can even you know build build groups of of of, of like um, platforms that that may may be able to exist together. You know, just like all car dealers in a city tend to be in the same neighborhood, all car dealers in the Fediverse could probably be in the same neighborhood and 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 sort of be interoperable. Um, with with each other, even though they are competing with each other, I think that it's also in their interest to 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 share um, audiences between them and compete about having the best service and the best product. And that is why the audience makes the decision at the end of the day to go with that one over that one. Yeah, it almost seems like in this situation, threads could almost be the missing link in between brands and advertisers in the Fediverse. I think so. I think so. It's obviously. They're obviously going to roll out an advertising product at at, at some point. Um, they may have already spoken about that. That's not. Uh, I'm I'm not fully up, up up to speed on that. But we know it's going to happen at some point because that at the end of the day, that is the revenue model <clears throat> for all of Meta. All of Meta uh, lives on advertising dollars, so it'll happen at some point. Advertising paid media is not supported per se by ActivityPub. Um, that's not. Believe it or not, when enthusiastic grassroots people uh, set up uh, new protocols in the internet, advertising is not the first thing they think of. <laughs> but so that means that the individual platforms probably have to figure out how to do that. But I also think that the protocol is open enough that it is actually possible to exchange paid media units that can sort of travel between um, platforms in the Fediverse. And of course, the organic content that brands create. Um, is, is also something that can sort of travel freely um, in, in, in the Fediverse. Um, consumers might not always know the difference between what, what is paid content and what is organic content. After all, it's all just content coming from a brand. But you know what? Consumers don't need to care about the distinction between the two. At the end of the day, if they see something anywhere in the Fediverse that's relevant to them, who cares if, if a brand paid to put it there or not, as long as it's relevant to them, um, I, th- I think I think. I think everybody wins, especially if we're we're able to make it relevant to them uh, without being intrusive and and violating their privacy. I think the discussion that we're having now starts to teeter into the idea of Web three, cryptocurrency, and things like that. <laughs> and that is something you know we've the, I've heard the the talk about crypto winter and things kind of cooling down um, in that regard. So. We've talked a little bit about in the past about how Web three elements, Bitcoin, and things like that. NFTs burned advertisers in the past, which may kind of create some hesitancy here around the Fediverse. Talk to me a little bit about that correlation between those things. Absolutely. I'll start with a fun little fact. Uh, Blue Sky, uh, owners of the AT protocol I mentioned before, the very first 
item in their FAQ is that Blue Sky's AT protocol is not blockchain. It is not blockchain supported. That's the first thing they want you to see when you read their FAQ. I think that little anecdote says a lot about how burned we've all become um, from from Web3, the idea of a fully decentralized blockchain-supported uh, internet uh, where everyone sort of got to keep their own identity uh, through the blockchain. Um, I don't need to go into why that was a good philosophy, but the technology just never would never support that uh, in the first place. It would be a, a way more inefficient internet because the blockchain is not very efficient for, for handling large amounts of data. And the, the worst thing that probably happened was, was the um, grifting that just started to happen. Everyone saw an opportunity to get rich quick. So even though I do want to give credit to the ideals and philosophy that, that first started all of this, that was completely drowned um, in people screaming on YouTube about the best way to get rich with, with NFTs. So that's unfortunate. A lot of brands joined the Web3 movement um, and I understand why they did. It was exciting. The The metaverse uh, was, was also part of that. I think there are a lot of people, myself included, who really regret the fact that the metaverse became associated with Web3 and, and, and blockchains because I, I would like to separate them from each other. Unfortunately, it happened. Um, I think we may need to find a different term for the metaverse. Meta did talk about the metaverse at Meta Connect uh, last week, but a lot less than they usually do. And I know a lot of brands and organizations don't even want to use the word anymore. So I think uh, we can give the term back to Neil Stevenson. He can he can keep it in, in, in his book, and then we have to agree on, on, on what it is, as long as the philosophy of these like a connected, immersive world um, still exists. So a lot of brands got got burned by that. I, I think a lot of brands had some 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 success um, because primarily from getting earned media, um, brand X sets up the first Y in the metaverse. There was a lot of that and there was a lot of interest in it and, uh, and the idea that you could sort of move around a world like a parallel uh, world where users are in control of their identity and they choose to come to you. You can, you can hear how that starts to sound familiar to, to some of the philosophies that I've described in, in, in the Fediverse here. And in fact, it is so, it's so familiar that uh, a lot of people, a lot of brands is like, oh, we've heard this story before. We are not ready to join that. Um, I, I, I get that. And that's, that's why I love that we're having this conversation today so that we can uh, educate um, relevant audiences that these are, even though the philosophies align, these are not the same thing. And the most important thing to keep in mind is that, hey, the technology is actually really strong because it's so simple. The protocols are so simple that that allow us to build this. It's efficient. And I'm sure that someone will come up with 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 a way to get rich quick here. But at least right now, I don't really see an, an easy way to turn this uh, into profits because we don't have the idea of um, artifacts that exist somewhere that you can suddenly assign an arbitrary value to that, that, that grows over time. It's really just a way to exchange messages across different platforms. So I think it's been, again, going back to the 
idealistic people who build these protocols in the first place. Uh, they didn't even consider that and probably didn't want to. They just want the idea of the original internet that communication can flow freely and you choose what to engage with to to, to be preserved through a, through a new protocol. So similar in philosophy, but very different in implementation and without this potential for for for, for grifting and, and getting rich quick that that sort of ruined web3 and, and and caused it to crash as, as quickly as it as it uh, rose to, uh, to absolutely fame. so all that said advertisers seem adverse to anything that ends in a averse <laughs> at the moment right now <laughs> yeah and and I can't I can't really blame them because the the language that we use to describe things creates reality and it creates the sentiment am, am among the people who who listen to it. Um, the the metaverse is one that we most likely have to move away from. Has it destroyed verse completely? We'll we'll, we'll see about that. Uh, you would think that that's universal enough that 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 we we are able to use it. Fediverse is is also. It's it's I, I kind of enjoy it as as a term, right? But it's also a little little too nerdy to 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 understand. So so maybe we need to come up with 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 something something different from that. Um, but it's it's not really important. And I think most people don't necessarily need to actually engage with the terms that we use to describe the platforms and the protocols that we build. All they need to know is that they can sort of they have a little bit more control over their user identity than they used to, and now they can use that as they want to and move freely between between different platforms there. But I also want to recognize that a lot of people pref- probably prefer to stay on Instagram. They're fine there. They don't see the, the, the downsides that um, some of us working behind the scenes might see. They don't probably don't really care about it. I think the the rea- well, the reality of any professional uh, feel really is that normal people don't care as much about it as we do. I think that's something that politicians realize all the time, that unfortunately normal people don't care as much as, about politics as they do. Um, in technology, normal people don't care as much about AI and the metaverse and XR, AR, VR as, as, as we do. They care about the things that are important in their lives. And if we're able to offer them a service to keep them entertained, offer them utility, uh, bring some something meaningful, um, not even necessarily meaningful, if we can just make them laugh, make them feel good about themselves, then it doesn't necessarily have to be meaningful. If we can do that, they're probably not going to care what term we use to describe it. Um, but as an industry, we we... we we, we need to sort of agree on what, what is it we're talking about. Um, and if calling it something verse uh, causes an automatic allergic reaction to some people and some brands, I think that's that's a good enough reason why we why we need to move away from that's that. That's a good sentiment on the technology bit. Meanwhile, I'm just trying to get Google to allow me to remain signed in through the span of my workday. <laughs> um <laughs> Not for nothing, when the metaverse, when the other verses happened, when the metaverse happened and when um, AR and VR started to become a bigger, you know, player in this space, um, even when we're talking about NFTs and, and Web3 Bitcoins, brands and advertisers flocked, whether it be for earned media or not, but, but they flocked to this space to experiment. Questioning, if we're seeing client interest in something like the Fediverse, 
No, we're not. That's 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 the short answer. And and uh, I think um, I think there are a couple of reasons for that. I think it is. We've already spoken for for forty five minutes, um, and I think that that's explaining the tangible benefits of the Fediverse takes a long time. And you might not, even as as you begin to understand what it's about, it's like, well, is it really that much better than what I already have that I want to transition there? And let's not forget, um, it's probably going to be another platform where brands have to be present. That's just the reality of it. Because I don't, even though we do see brands leaving Twitter and X, uh, I don't think we're going to see the same thing with with the other major platforms such as Instagram and, and Facebook um, and TikTok, so it's it's going to be another platform where you, where you need to have a presence. So once again, you need to increase the budget for your social team or increase the size of the team or whatever it is. And and uh, we as the agencies, the creative agencies working with brands, now probably have to output the content that we create for them in yet another format, um, or even like consider what is the right way to talk to our audiences here. I think that the Fediverse is likely to going to be primarily a text-based universe. I mean, there will be photos and, and, and videos in there, but it's primarily text, um, the, 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 way, uh, the way that I see it. And that's also the most efficient way to, um, to exchange messages. Um, and we've actually, and the interesting thing is in advertising, we've moved from more and more copy to, to, to like really, really, really short, short lines as we post on social and focusing on, on video, focusing on, on photos, but video uh, primarily because the platforms tell us this is what works best. This is where you get the, the best engagement, the most clicks, the, that's, this is how you, the best and most efficient way to, to reach your goals. So it, it's, it's another expansion. Um, and again, it, that's similar to when, uh, when when the when the metaverse uh, be- became a thing three years ago, that suddenly, well, um, it's not like our marketing budgets changed overnight. Uh, they are still what what they are, and now we have to build something in the metaverse that has to come from somewhere else. That's just the reality of it. Uh, so until you start seeing like really really big benefits, um, then I think it's going to be difficult. But obviously, uh, the opposite of benefits if you start to see really really big problems with some of the platforms that you are currently on twitter x reddit as i mentioned could 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 be examples of that then that might be your incentive to invest in something new where you can accomplish what you previously did on the platform that you are now leaving um, and, and and moving somewhere else but doing a transition like that is going to be really really difficult for any brand so um it, it is uh, it is it is it, it is going to be a challenge. And I think um, if we think about the economic situation of the country, there is a little bit more of a let's wait and see mentality just across the country in general, all across the world in general, really, right? So let's wait and see what someone else does and if they're successful with it. And then maybe we can follow and learn from their um, example don't uh, repeat their mistakes and, and, and join in the right way. So, um, so, so that is what it is. But ActivityPub is supported by WordPress. WordPress literally powers half the internet. And, and that means that sort of the, just the sheer volume of websites and platforms out there that do support this, this protocol, at least it's there. So there's already a gigantic, 
gigantic landscape out there, bigger than any social media platform in the world. Uh, but obviously, finding out how you you're not going to reach half the internet on day one. Let's just let's just be honest. So it is it is really about figuring out okay, who do you want to reach, and how do you reach them, and how do you implement these philosophies and protocols in a way that supports your goals yeah. as a brand. I think in the sum of all things. The idea that social media is fragmenting right now um, is creating space for new technologies, emerging technologies, and platforms to kind of poke their head through. Um, and I think in the future, as we continue having these conversations, marketers and advertisers are going to be tasked with exploring those places and making case studies um, and making cases for these emerging technologies and platforms to their clients to kind of see, while we're all on pins and needles, to see what is what will be the next iteration of our internet. Absolutely. And I think one of the challenges that we have in the advertising industry is that unlike the technology sector, we are not allowed to fail. Our clients expect us to deliver results to them. Um, and that is that is a challenge that, that, that we just have to realize. At my own agency, Goodby Silverstein and Partners, um, the unit that I lead here is actually called Labs because we are a unit that is expected to perform experiments that sometimes will fail. And we do those experiments with our brands. That takes courage from our agency in the first place to, 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 to do that, but it certainly also takes courage from our brands to be, to be willing to, to go out on these journeys with us. And they can't, that's, this can't be the only thing that they do. They still need to have their advertising in challenge channels that they know will work, and we need to deliver excellent creative to support them in those channels. But then on the side, we can do little experiments for them and see what works, see what doesn't. And I'd love to conduct some experiments in the Fediverse um, with, with some of the brands that we have in-house. Um, and I'm, I'm excited to do that. But but in order to, to give us permission to do that, they need to find out what it is and need to understand what the benefits could, could be for them. And I think that's, as an industry, marketing, advertising, and that, that's a challenge that we have. And I appreciate that, that you take this up uh, at Digiday uh, as, as a topic because I think it's, it's, it's super relevant and, and exciting for our entire industry. Of course. And, you know, I think that's the perfect way to end our show. And, and my first podcast episode here at Digiday, I appreciate you being my first guest. Thanks for having me. Well... That brings us to the end of this episode of the Digiday Podcast. Thank you to everyone for listening. And please don't forget to share this episode with someone who you think would enjoy it. You can even rate us and leave us a comment on Apple Podcasts.